Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on the Hope for Today broadcast. I'm your host, Doran Wengard, founder of Wengard Ministries, where we are delivering hope to every heart. Now, if you've been impacted by these messages and you'd like to partner with us, please text the word GIVE to 844-333-7227. Or you can go to wengardministries.org and click the GIVE button. Also, if you'd like to sow financial seed into our sending organization called Flights for Hope, please go to flightsforhope.org. And thank you so much if you do that. Now, I've been talking about making effective changes in our personal lives. And, you know, really not just that, but also around the world. So if you've been keeping your eye on current world events, you know that the devil is on full attack mode. Now, I'm constantly asking this question. I, I, keep, I would say, you know, what, what can I do about it? And at first glance, it may seem like the problems are too great or maybe I'm just too small. Uh, and maybe you find yourself in this same uh, mentality. But a simple, you know, if you just give it a first glance, it, it just doesn't reveal who I really am. And of course, who you really are. If you just look at my flesh, you don't know who I really am. Remember, this is, this is not a formula that we are following. It is the pursuit of a, of a relationship with the living God of the universe. I think we can all agree with the fact that everything that God is doing in the world revolves around Jesus and the people who are experiencing him. He is the answer to every situation we find ourselves in. Many years ago, Jesus appeared to me in several consecutive dreams where he showed me that he is everything that I will ever need. He actually showed me that he is all the finances that I will ever need. He is all the healing that I will ever need. He is all the relationship that I will ever need. Again, he is the answer to every situation I could ever find myself in. And it's the same for you if you're willing to believe it. Now, I've had to discover how to walk this out as new situations arise, but I've found that his statements to me in those dreams to be the most sure and reliable of all. Now, I know that this may be obvious, but there's only one way to access this single most important source of power and answers in our lives, in our life. Yes, it is this. It is through prayer. So, the title to this message is, Why Pray? Why pray? Why do we even put forth the effort? And maybe you've even asked yourself this question. So, what I'm talking about this, and when I'm mentioning this, it, it sounds like I'm giving a, you know, this is a radical new concept. This is something that, you know, it's a new idea. It's not. But, why am I bringing it across this way? The reason is that people have dabbled in prayer just enough to feel that they've given it a try. But they haven't seen the results that they were, they were kind of wishing for. So, maybe you could even say that this is a description of you. Unfortunately, if that's the way you've entertained prayer or the way you've engaged in it is just to dabble in it or, or give it a try and, yeah, well, I didn't really see the results. Maybe, maybe it's time for you to get your hope up and put these next concepts into action. See, I want to answer the title of this message, Why Pray? I want to bring an answer to that. First of all, we need to establish what it is exactly that happens 
when we pray. Have you ever thought about that? What happens when you pray? When you open your mouth, when you pray in your heart, when you, when you read the word, when you engage in the, with the Spirit of God? You see, I used, to, I used to think that, and I was kind of taught this growing up, I don't know that it was explicitly taught to me, but this was the understanding I had, that prayer is like kind of crawling on my knees before a powerful and unmovable God while kind of holding up a petition that somehow got his attention enough to take action on my behalf. My, my problem needed to be bigger or big enough. I needed to maybe um, cry more or, or be louder or somehow get noticed. So I, I just want to say that concept couldn't be further from the truth. First of all, he hears us. When you pray, he hears you and his ears are open to you. And here's one of the reasons why. When you become born again, your spirit becomes the abiding place of God. See, you, you become the, the Ark of the Covenant. You become, your heart becomes the mercy seat. So God can't help but to hear you. You see, he, he's with you. He's in you. Of course he listens to you. He's right there. He's not somewhere above the clouds. He's not somewhere off doing something else. He's right with us. And this is why it becomes a relationship. Because it's not just about getting him to hear me and hopefully care enough about me. He, he definitely cares far more than we can ever understand. So I want to describe this process kind of in a nutshell of what should happen when we encounter a problem. And again, this is just kind of a few things in, in order of what I try to do when I, uh, when I go to the Lord. So first of all, you go immediately to God and you thank him for the finished work of Jesus on the cross. See, starting with thankfulness and praise is where it all begins. Then you ask him for a word and you, you take every thought captive. You don't allow any fear. And then you ask him for a word. He'll give you a word that if you apply logic to it, many times you can entertain fear or unbelief. So just block those things out and ask him for a word. And then you rest in him. And you begin asking the question, now listen to this, what's the best that could happen? See, he taught me uh, a little while ago, he said, quit asking what's the worst that could happen. What if you ask what I ask? What's the best that could happen? That opens up your heart. Your heart opens up and you say, oh, what would I like to see happen? And the desires which come from the Lord begin to expand. And in your heart, you begin to see. That's the beauty of your imagination. When you begin to ask the question, what's the best that could happen? See, God is always faithful to give a word when we're in his presence and our heart is full of love and peace. Actually, the, the better way to say it is probably more like this. God is always faithful to give a word but it's hard for us to hear it when we are in fear. See, fear will counter it. Fear will block it or steal it. It's kind of like in, when Jesus told the parable of the sower, and the sower's out sowing seeds. And the moment those seeds hit the, hit the ground, the birds can be there to peck them up and, and grab them and steal them. See, unbelief is a thief, and it will try to steal these words that God gives us. But when you've gotten the word, you thank him for it, and then you ask him to perform it. See, that's when you petition. 
When you've gotten a word from him, remember, God's word will not profit you if it is not mixed with faith. Hebrews 4.2. So you mix the word with faith. You say, God, give me a word. You mix your faith with it. You believe it 100%. And then you ask him to perform it. See, he is faithful. He watches over his word to perform it. And so when you do that, when you petition him on that, on those grounds, of course he will perform it. It's his word. It was his idea. So now that you've mixed his fresh word with your faith, it's time to make some declarations. You speak it out. You speak out with authority and conviction. And you call those things which are not yet as though they were. Romans 4.17 See, this is where you, you say, regardless of what I see in the natural, this is what God has shown me. This is the word that I have. And let this be done. And you, you make these declarations. You open your mouth. See, it is with the, the spoken word that God created the universe. It's the same for us. It's how he creates solutions in our lives. It's how he brings things to pass. He says, this is my word. Mix your faith with it. Ask me to perform my word and then make declarations. Angels go into motion when we begin making declarations. Now, having done all these things, now you stand unmoved and unmovable, being fully protected by the armor of God. And I promise you, the gates of hell will not be able to stand against you. Matthew 16, 18. Do these things. Stand in faith. Allow your faith to partner with the faith of God, uh, with the word of God. Allow yourself to mix your faith with his word and then stand on it. Do not allow unbelief in there. Now, I'm sure you could add some things to this, but I'm just giving you a quick overview, so don't get lost in critiquing it. The point is this, when you trust God completely, you can believe his word given to you or even to others. If there's someone that's a trusted word, a trusted person, and, you, and they say, God gave me a word about this, you can trust them. Trust the fact that God has connected you with more people that are able to hear his word. There are many times that I'm in a conversation with someone and they'll say a, a word that they've received from God. And he prompts me quickly in my heart before I've had time to analyze or to disbelieve. And he says, agree with them. It's almost like time is of the essence. Agree with them. Don't wait. Mix your faith. And so I'll, I'll reach out my hand and I'll say, I want to agree with you on that. See, when we are willing to, to take action immediately as the Lord directs, our faith becomes very effective. He's able to leverage that. Our faith is able to move mountains, to change the course of storms, to, to stop the, the force of fires, to do all kinds of amazing things. But we have to follow his leading on this. That, so when I get a word or uh, when the Lord tells me to agree with someone who's gotten a word, I just skip right on down to mixing my word with faith, uh, that word with my faith, and I make declarations also. So I'll, I'll say, Lord, what's, you know, in my heart, I'm, I'm mixing my faith with it. And he says, declare this, and I'll speak it out right then and there. I have seen amazing things in people's lives just by leveraging the measure of faith that I've been given. But see, you've also been given the measure of faith. It's not by just your own effort or your own works. You've been given the faith of the Son of God. This is how we live. So we live and move and have our being in him. 
So, back to the question of the title to today's message. Why pray? Why pray? Are you able to see that this is the only way that God is able to accomplish things here on the earth? Does that seem too limiting in your concept of the power of God? Does God do that? Has he limited himself to what we are willing to partner with him for? How many years has it been in people's lives that they have been asking God for something and he's given them a word that was too much for them to believe, it seemed, in the natural. It was foolishness in the natural. But see, if you think this is limiting to the power of God, maybe you just don't understand how powerful and effective the prayers of the righteous are. See, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. It's not the power to get God to do something. It's the power to actually do it with him as he calls the shots. That's why we ask him for a word. See, he, he calls the shots and he says, this is my word on this. But it, it's only when we partner with him our prayers become powerful and effective. This is, it comes down to this question. Do you really believe that? Do you believe that your prayers are powerful? Powerful enough as in the same way that Jesus was raised from the dead because it's the same spirit that dwells in us. It's the same spirit, the same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. So when I was praying, uh, preparing this message, I just kept getting the impression that God wanted me to focus and talk about the word of God itself or himself. See, Jesus is the word. In fact, in John 1.14, it says, And the word became flesh and dwelled among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And so I was just thinking about this, and I was going, you know, when we focus on the Son of God, when we think of Jesus, when we allow our hearts to partner with him, this is when we have relationship with him. Even in Second uh, Peter uh, 1, the, the first few verses through there, it's just talking about adding to your faith all of these attributes of the Spirit. And then in verse 8 it says, For if these things are yours and, and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. See, it's as we get to know him, as we allow our hearts to partner with him, we become very fruitful. We are not barren. The, the message that I um, had that was about bearing fruit is that it's not automatic, but it is effortless when we are partnering with him, when we allow him to, to bring uh, everything that we need. We just, all we need to partner with him is our faith. We join that with him. See, we make this choice of whether we're going to believe him or not. He has given us that choice and he has limited himself to allowing that of us. So when, when we have that uh, question come in, in our minds, we, we get this word, and the enemy tries to bring in unbelief, and he tries to uh, steal it immediately. The moment you begin to entertain that, of saying, how is this possible? See, even Mary, when, when the angel told her that she's going to become pregnant, and she's going to give birth to the Son of God, she said, but how? can these things be? And the angel said, well, with man this is impossible, but it's possible with God. And she said, be it unto me as you have said. So she immediately turned around and said, I choose to believe this. 
See, the word that God gives you may come directly from the word of God itself, the Bible. It could be a rhema word spoken directly to your heart by the Lord himself or even by another believer. See, a word, a word from God can come through a song. It can come, I've had times where I'm watching a movie and, and I get a word from the Lord. See, it's a knowing that comes in my heart that I can't deny. I know it deeply. Some people say, yeah, I just follow my gut, or I, I knew it in my heart. I knew that that was the case of, of something. And I would ask the question, where did that knowing come from? See, that is something that you can pray about. That's something that you go to the Lord and you say, now this thing that I know to be true, I feel like I got it from you. Can you make can you bring that to pass? That's a prayer that you can ask for. And then when you think about uh, covenants and, and, and promises of God, all the promises of God are yes and amen. You can pray those all day long. Look in here and find them. Absolutely. We know that these are words. This is why we have the, the written word and why the Lord tells us we are to read it. We are to, to engage in it. If, as you look through and you, and you find something that speaks to you, it will jump out to you. It will speak to your heart. When that happens, you stand on it, even if it is foolishness. Even if it is, as Jesus said, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead. Does that not seem like foolishness? But of course it is, if you think only in the natural. So if you allow full grace for those around you, who are trying to put their faith into practice as well, you, you can remember that they are in a relationship with the Lord as well. They're on their own journey of getting to know the word for themselves. Allow them and join with them. When the Lord prompts you, join with them. So back to the question again of the title of today's message. Why pray? Why pray? And I'm just going to keep asking this because I want you to, un to understand and to answer this for yourself. My goal is not to condemn you for not praying or uh, praying what could be powerless prayers, but to inspire you. For you to see that Jesus is the answer to every issue in the world, and he has chosen to live inside each and every person who has ever been born again. So Jesus is the answer, and he's put himself inside of you. If you've not been born again, become born again today. He is the, he, he's also made so that the only way that he can be effective is through the prayer of agreement and faith as we choose to partner with him. This is what makes you the light of the world. As Jesus said you are in Matthew 5.14, he said you are the light of the world. This is what makes it possible. So agree with him. Commit to consistent prayer and declarations of faith. Speak out what God has told you. And let's change the world together. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. God bless you. Mm -hmm.